You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. The Houndsman XP Podcast is fueled by Joy Dog Food. Joy Dog Food has a rich tradition of supporting the Houndsmen of America. Founded in 1945, Joy is proud of its history and the relationship it has built with the American Houndsmen. And in 76 years, there's never been a recall. Made with 100% American-made high-quality ingredients, Joy Dog Food has one of the highest calorie-dense formulas on the market. For 76 years, this made-in-America product has kept hunting dogs in the field day after day, season after season. And when we say made in America, Joy has a long track record of fighting for American freedoms by being on the front lines against the animal rights movement and their extremist tactics. Joy will fuel your hounds and fight for your freedoms, fueled by Joy. is the Houndsman XP Podcast. Good dog, get that bear. Get that bear in here. The original podcast for the complete Houndsman. The podcast that represents our lifestyle of extreme performance. Get up there! Get him! Get him! Yeah! Good boy! Good boy, Ranger! Uniting houndsmen across the globe from east to west, north to south. You know, if you're going to catch a cat or a lion, you know, you have to have teamwork. We take you to the wildest places on earth. Yeah, so how many days how many days a week can you spend that? As much as I can to be honest with you. Anytime that I get I'm I'm out there. Join us for every heart pounding adventure on Houndsman XP. I'll tell you like I tell everyone else, I'm gonna hunt whether you're here or not, so you might as well be here. <laughs> 
on this episode of the Houndsman XP podcast. I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't like to laugh, if you don't like good stories, if you don't like stories from the good old days up to present, if you don't like hearing stories about hard hunters and what it takes to get to the top, just turn it off now. We're going to have Chris Allen and Bub Blackwell joining me on this episode of the Houndsman XP podcast. We're going to talk mainly about Chris and, um, you know, how Bub got to know him. And you guys will remember Bub Blackwell from episode 229, I believe, when I interviewed him and his family. They're full-time coon hunters. They make a living off of these hounds. And uh, Bub, Bub hunts hard. He hunts about every night. So he joins me on this podcast to uh, talk to his good friend, Chris Allen. For those of you who don't know who Chris Allen is, Chris is a lifelong coon hunter. He's a very prominent figure within the PKC hunt circuit. He handled a couple dogs to uh, pretty high levels in PKC. And at one time, the dog he handled and owned, Milk Creek Molly, was the all-time winner. And we named this podcast $10 at a time because back when Milk Creek Molly was on top, he did a lot of that winning in open events for $10. And to get to where he did with this dog was an amazing story. And you're going to get to hear it. You're going to hear what it took to get there. I went up and hunted with Chris and Bub and their buddy Zach in Ohio. And we sat down at a Waffle House afterwards and recorded this podcast. So there is some background noise. You can call that the ambiance. The Coon Hunters Mecca, the Waffle House, is open 24 hours, and it's a common stopover after a hard hunt. Grab a cup of coffee for the ride home, or maybe fuel up with some waffles, biscuits, and gravy breakfast stuff. Waffle House is not a sponsor of this show. It's just a great place to stop. It was a little bit loud, a little bit chaotic, but we got her tuned down and uh, brought, brought a great show for you. A special shout out to Bub Blackwell for prodding me in and encouraging me to do this interview. Chris is a great guy. He loves to laugh. He loves to have a good time. Anybody that knows him, uh, he's always joking around. He loves to tell great stories. We are going to get into some stories, some old stories, how he got started, the whole nine yards. We're going to talk a lot about Molly, but hang on. You're going to hear which dog was his favorite to ever hunt. This is a great episode, folks. I hope you enjoy it. We're going to get right down to it. The Old South Dog Box is rocking. It's time to dump the box. Briar Creek Kennels is your complete hound hunting outfitter. Boots, lights, collars, and tracking equipment. Dog boxes, kennel supplies, collars, clothes, squalors. Whew, they have it all. Briar Creek Kennel is a Garmin and dog tree dealer. Owner Chris Girth will ensure Briar Creek Kennel customers will get top of the industry customer service. Whether you purchase from their website or you find them at a major coonhound event, Chris and his staff will share expert knowledge and experience about every product they offer. Chris Girth is a top competitor and breeder of hounds. He knows what gear you need to be successful. Look for Briar Creek Kennels on the web for a complete online store or look at their fully stocked trailer at any major coonhound event. Briar Creek Kennels, offering a hound hunting public generations of excellence. Hey, don't forget to check out Dogs Are Treed. They have the best gear in the industry. From paws are protected, dogs are hydrated, medical kits, 
Their travel tie-outs are sweet, and you need to have one if you do a lot of traveling with your hounds. You can find our new leather patch caps for Houndsman XP at Dogs Are Treed. Go to houndsmanxp.com, click on the sponsors page, and then it'll take you right over there to Dogs Are Treed. They've been a great friend. Support the people that support you. Shop at Dogs Are Treed. Use the promo code HXP20% off. That's all capital letter HXP20, the percent sign, all capital letters OFF. HXP 20% off and get 20% off of your next order from Dogs Are Treed. Oh, man, I'll be doing some editing here. <laughs> yes, you tell. will. <laughs> I can already tell. I can already tell. All right. So it actually got quiet in here. But, yeah. This might work. This might work. Is my how, How's my volume over here? You guys all right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, so we're in Springboro, Ohio, and uh, we just got in from a coon treeing contest. <laughs> <laughs> it was something. We treated a couple. It was something, wasn't it? Yes, it was something. <laughs> I got Chris, Allen, and Bub Blackwell with me. Bub, welcome back to the podcast, man. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, Chris, Bub's Bub's been on me to have you on the podcast. He sent me like two or three messages. <laughs> like, what do you think about Chris Allen? You need to get Chris Allen. And then I find out after we ran Saunders a couple weeks ago how tight you two are. I want him all the time. And we should have had Saunders here too. Now he's about twenty minutes from here. We could we could have had like a big. As I hear it's it's pretty entertaining when the two of you are together. It's different. <laughs> it's different. But you guys hunt together, you fish together, you do all kinds of stuff. We've been friends since, let's see, 85 or 86, yeah. yeah. Probably 84, 85 maybe. Been yeah. friends longer than I've been born. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and we fight like brothers, <laughs> literally. Definitely. That's what I hear. each other and carry on. That's what I hear. I'm going to drink some coffee. There we go, but hey, so let's just talk about let's talk about our hunt tonight. Let's start start it off. <laughs> Do we want to start on the high note or the low note? Stay on the high note. Okay. Leave it leave it way up there. All right. I think we treat fifteen or sixteen. I'm pretty sure. Don't tell one. Tell a good one. Yeah. <laughs> here, bud. Let me help you out here, buddy. All right. Let me help you out just a little bit. There we go. Let's see if we can get that going. All right. Now, Chris, you've done a lot in in competition and just coon hunting in general competition hunting you know i want to talk to you about molly i want to talk to you about the trucks you've won you know mill creek molly i don't even know how many years she was the the highest money winning dog in pkc let's just start right there let's just talk about molly she was probably all-time money winner till uh till rock pulled ahead of her i she probably wasn't she probably wasn't the all-time money winner more than Seven or eight years, I imagine. Cause, she uh, was that long? Yeah, because Tennessee Hard Rock, he got a big chunk quick. He, did, he was a real hound. Yeah. I drew him a couple times. He was nice. Yeah. So let's just go back to the beginning and how you got involved with – let's talk about how you got involved in coon hunting, and then we'll talk about oh, how you – Oh, heaven. Yeah, then we'll get <laughs> into how you got involved with Molly. Um, 
my whole family's been hunters for generations, so that was kind of natural. Coon hunters? Coon hunters, every rabbit, squirrel, whatever it was, if it was out there to get, we got it. Yeah. Uh, you grew up right here in Springboro area? About six miles from here, yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't all populated like this back in. Yeah. But yeah, uh, my brother actually first got me coon hunting. I was about ten, and then he was about four years. He's about four years older than me, no. And so when he reached that 17, 18 year old age, he was done with me. And our neighbor Bill Coyle started taking me hunting every night. We'd go all the time. Yeah. And I'm tickled to death that he did because he really sunk it into me. And then you were at at that age. What'd you do from that time? My mom. I forgot this. My mom took me to Putting Back Coon Club in uh, Gratis. I think it's Gratis, West Middletown. When I was 13 years old, took me to my first coon hunt. She no dropped kidding. me off. She dropped me off. And she didn't drive you around. She just no, dropped you off. She, she drove a 67 Mustang, and she put that dog in the back seat of the car, and she dropped me off. And I drew three old men, didn't know none of them, and we went within a mile of my house. They drove me right back home. <laughs> I swear. And it was a UKC hunt, and I had no idea about the rules whatsoever. <laughs> I don't know if I can tell this without getting in trouble, but I didn't <laughs> Statute know. of limitations. Okay. I didn't know nothing about the rules, so I just struck her and treated. They told me what to do. And I remember at the end of the cash, I'll never forget this, at the end of the cash, my dog treated a possum. And they said they were minus. I won that cast. <laughs> <laughs> I went back to the club. I won first place. I don't know what they gave me. I had like 400 and something. I've still got that trophy. It's about that tall. About six yeah, or eight inches tall. I've still got my first trophy. I have I got won. my first trophy. It's it was a, so it was for a buddy hunt. It was a buddy hunt at uh, Paris Crossing, Indiana. That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. How, I mean, you can't see that. You're scratched. Or no, you're not. Yeah, you're scratched, isn't it? Uh, only, night champion, only, you'd be scratched. Okay. Well, it was she was registered, but I won that cast somehow. What kind of dog was she? Walker. She's a Walker yeah, dog. That's all I've that's all I've ever had. I've hunted English dogs for my brother, but that's all I've ever had. Yeah. yeah. Did uh, my mom? We had a '68 Mustang, but it was already decommissioned when I was 13. Oh, what's yeah, ours had holes in the back floorboard. When I got old <laughs> enough to drive, that's where the beer cans went. They you just <laughs> stick them behind the seat and they went out on the road. The seat, the seat, in mom's was was broken, and she had a, a case of empty. Budweiser long oh, yeah. right behind the seat to hold keep the it seat up. up. Yeah. The the seat would the slider was broken on it. So to keep <laughs> it from going too far back, we put an empty case. I always thought, man, if she ever got pulled over, it'd be like no, we, be, well, you got behind the seat. We never did have none behind the seat because we had that big hole on the floorboard. That's <laughs> 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 great. Well Bub Bub, how'd you get to know Chris? Pretty much just seen him around the hunts when I was a kid, teenager growing up from there. Drawing you. I was drawing yeah. you when I, your dad would say, would ask if you could drive with me. Yeah. 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 Pretty much always. I Probably from the time I first started going to hunts around 13, 14 years old. Yeah. Never really watched no ball games or nothing, so I followed him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait on the monthly magazines, come out, see what he won. That was always kind of. And I'd see him around the hunts, th- thought that was awesome. And I remember he won his second truck with Mill Creek Molly. And the license plate said, you won Molly. Still got at, it. 
You still got the plate. I got the plate. I don't have a truck. We're probably going to have to go over and take a picture of that plate. I've got it. We'll have to dig in the garage, but I've got it. I'll tell you what. You take a picture I'll take a and picture send it to you. Yeah. yeah, I've yeah. got it. Yeah. And that was her second that truck? That was her second truck. All right. We're going to get in a molly. What kind, what kind of dog would you say when you entered that first hunt? You won your first hunt you were in. Yeah. And how would you describe that dog? now worthless <laughs> absolutely i wouldn't feed her <laughs> she was a she would tree up a fence post it wouldn't hardly get out of your light just maybe go a couple of hundred yards and fiddle fart around I, I absolutely wouldn't feed her today but an old man and franklin gave her to me and i thought i was king of the world she would tree yeah i'd been hunting junk well they were all junk but i'd been hunting dogs that wouldn't even tree the first real dog that I ever had was given to me too. It was a, it was an older Walker dog, and it was a, a dog direct. Uh, he was a, he was ten when I got him, and he was a direct son of Hearn's Red Eagle Dick. No kidding. Yeah, she was. I can tell you, she was out of uh, Rock River Ring. Oh, some of Frank Giddings old stock. Yeah, yeah, and I think it was Bean Blossom Buck or something on the bottom side. But man, she would tree. Where'd that bean blossom stuff come from? Tennessee, I think. I know, I know. Buck, <coughs> Buck was in Tennessee. I don't remember exactly. It was Ladbetters. Okay. Ladbetters, Tennessee lead. Yeah. yeah. The, the I always saw that name, and I always wondered if it came from like over towards Bean Blossom, Indiana. No. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah. I can't remember that bird's first name, but he was from. I want to say Western Tennessee. Yeah. So did you continue to, did, what did you do? Did you just keep hunting? I never did quit. Huh? I never did just, quit, yeah. You just got into it. Got into it full force. Your mom kept driving you in the Mustang. Mom kept driving me in the Mustang until I was old enough to drive. And then I drove the Mustang with the holes in the floorboards. Did you just throw the dog in the back and yeah. go to hunt? Yeah, and then I think I was 17 when I got my first truck, and it was it was about as good as that dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had to, we had to take a sawzall and cut a hole in the floorboard stick a broom handle in there, put it in park and drive and stuff, but I drove that sucker for two years. <laughs> I did. Oh, and the man. dogs acted about like the truck. Yeah. Yeah. When would you say you really got into, um, <sighs> you know, getting serious about it? I mean, starting to look for better dogs, and how do you transition into, you When know, I got a lip, my first lipper dog. I swear. I know everybody hates them suckers, but I like them wild. Like, I still like them wild like that. Um, he was out of lipper and a fly. When I really started getting serious, I think he was born in 89 or 90. And, uh, man, that sucker had a motor. Gosh, and he would run anything that would run from him. And he loved skunks. <laughs> I ended up, I don't know, he would kill them and eat them. I think on number 20 or 22, I actually, I actually, I, this might not be appropriate for this one. I heard all them old timers about smothering, <laughs> smothering. I cut that dude open. That live, no, not that live, but that dead skunk. I cut that dude open and smothered that dog, and that slowed him down. It didn't break him, but it slowed him down. Yeah, but man, it he probably was, was pretty rough hauling a, a skunk, <laughs> skunk killer in a mustang. I smelled like that for years until I sold him. <laughs> I bet that car still smells like skunk. <laughs> it was miserable. Actually, that was a truck. I done graduated to a truck. Jo Josh was talking to. Uh, who was Zane Allen? They were talking about hauling dogs around in SUVs and stuff. And I had a buddy of mine that ha that got that bright idea of 
of turning the Jeep Cherokee into the <laughs> ultimate hunting vehicle. It was it was all working real good until the skunk night. Oh yeah, and then it was just like. It, Dri- it don't go away. No. It, it's, it's Driving down the road with your head hanging out the window, puking down the side of the car. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, this, this is the ultimate hunting vehicle. I remember right. walking into a bank the next morning from, from doing that. <laughs> I swear I did. Walked into a bank, and everybody just kind of backed out and was looking at me. And I had to explain to them what I'd done. And I swear I was too dumb to wash that off. I probably wore that skunk for a week or two. But, it, I mean, it slowed him down, so. Yeah. Yeah. So you got a lipper dog? I got a lipper dog, and that really, actually, I put him in his first hunt. He didn't even treat until he was probably 17, 18 months old. But when he started treating, man, he was he was lights out. He was really he loud? Was, was he yes, loud, like gosh, a dog? yes, yes. He was a typical loud, screaming, ball-mouthed tree dog. And I put him in his first hunt at Blue Tick Days in Ashton, Ohio. And drew Chip Fletcher from Pennsylvania. I don't know if that's the horse trainer or not, which I doubt it, but Chip Fletcher, and uh, it come down to the last tree, and that sucker left that tree, went about 10 feet and treed again, and that cost me a winning blue tick days. And I put him in, I think two more hunts, and made him a night champion, sold him to Clay Lines. That was a good one. That was a real good one. How old, how old would you have been there? Probably 23. Yeah, 23. 24, 23, 24. Yeah. You and Clay, since that time, has been best friends. Locked up, yeah. Yeah. Still today, partners yeah. on dogs. Yeah, I talk to him every day. Yeah. 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 He come up. <laughs> he had he had a female. Clay had a female that uh, Jerry Watts had. Or Jerry Watts had a male. And Clay come up to breed to that male dog. Well, Jerry called me and asked me if I'd take him hunting because I got some pretty decent hunting up north. And I said, yeah, but I'm taking I'm taking my dog. And he said, he said, that's fine. So we took, uh, what the heck, Bugsy. I called him Bugsy Malone. We took Bugsy, and he, t- <laughs> he took his dog. That was about 90 or 91. And he come up to breed the old Ace. That's the dog. Remember Ace? Mm-hmm. He come up to breed the Ace, and, and Bugsy treated 14 singles that night. And Clay said, I'm taking that dog home. I said, no, I don't think so. He said, yeah, I'm taking that dog home. <laughs> and he said, well, what would you have to have for him? And I knew I'd priced him way too high back then. I ain't gonna say it, but he jerked the money out of his pocket and took him home with him. <laughs> and we have been best friends ever since. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good one. Good, good outfit. So you partnered with him on other dogs over the years? We actually just started partnering up about, what, 10 years ago or so? Yeah, probably. That I know of the yeah. sheriff. Yeah. Yeah. But it's where Clay's good as, he's good as they come. It don't matter. If he says no, we ain't doing it. If I say no, he ain't doing it. So it, it don't matter. It works good. And now we're partnered with Dorian Kreitz on that dog, on the little tank. Yeah. Well, when 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 did you start hunting PKC? Because that's where Molly did most of her winning, wasn't it? <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Um, I, actually, I don't know. I was in high school, so it would have been, I'm, I'm going to guess, 83, 84, somewhere around in there. What's your number? 25, 403. 25403. Is there something coded on? I have no idea. There were 25,000 members in 83 or 84? I was in high school, and I graduated in 85, so Hmm. I'm not sure. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I was in high school. But I didn't hunt them hard then like I did in the 90s and and 2000. Yeah. What year did you graduate? 85. 85. Mm -hmm. 
and then you hunted all the way through the 90s. And we got to talk about Molly. It's killing me. I want to talk about Molly. Let's talk about Snatched. All right, talk about Snatched. <laughs> I love That's the best coon dog I've ever turned loose. All right. Snatched was the best. She's right what, out of Flat Rock Coma. What What made Snatched such a great dog? She was just leave. You turn her loose in the desert, and she's going to go tree a coon. And would have a coon when she treat. Yeah. No dens, no, I think there's a hole over here. When she treated, you're going to see a coon. Load the rifle. Every time. Plus them up on the Plus way to the up. tree. Yep. Yep. I, I, if the money hunts for what they were back then, I don't want to tell them. Of course, everybody says that. <laughs> everybody <laughs> says better the better. Yeah. Yeah. You bet. No, she but, was. She was the best. But somebody had hunted a dog like Molly. And, and, you know, she was the all-time money winner for a yeah. long time. And mm-hmm. you're saying Snatch is a better dog. Snatch is a better coon dog. I didn't yeah. say she's a better competition dog. Best coon dog. Yeah. Well, let's save that thought. I want to talk about <laughs> what made Molly such a good competition dog. And I'm going to tell a story about how I know how she won some of the money. <laughs> she's, she was good. I'm telling you, she was good, but she had a good angler behind her. <laughs> <laughs> but Snatch, you did a lot of winning with Snatch, did too. a lot of winning with Snatch. I think she's got about... Even back then, heck, there was $10 hunts back then. She's, oh, yeah. I think she's got about forty-three or 44000 more. That's the amazing thing that I look at. And we talk about it a lot. But, you know, back when you were hunting Snatch and when you were hunting Molly, those, do- those hunts were 10 and $15 oh, yeah. hunts, and you were winning it that way. Yeah. That's how, that's how I won probably 70% of the money. Yeah. All of it was won on Snatch like that. How many nights a week were you hunting? Never night. You were going to a cast? Oh, no, going to hunts. I probably, they didn't really have that many weeknight hunts back then. It was just Friday and Saturday. Heck, you could go to a freaking $50 hunt. It's like Seaman, Ohio. They had a, one of the better clubs around here. They'd have a 500 at it. You couldn't pull in the parking lot. There'd be, God, there'd be 60, 70 dogs there on just a $50 hunt. Maybe yeah. a 500 ad. We ain't like it. Now, there's a hunt everywhere. Well, what would the payout be on that on that hunt back then? Close to a thousand, probably. Cause there's so many dogs, and then they'd have a usually a 500 at it or something. A, a split, add- a split would be about five or about a thousand dollars. Okay, so just for the simple math, think about doing that. Your hunt money is only going to be two ninety. Yeah. So back then you're getting two. If you got in and you split, it was two ninety. In ninety percent of the time, I split. Yeah. I always took that bird in hand. How many cast wins did you win with with that dog? With Snatch? Molly. With Snatch. I don't, I don't know. To a get bunch. forty-four thousand. A bunch. Did you hit any big licks and any uh-uh. big hunts? Uh-uh. No nationals. No. Oh yeah, I think I got uh, fifth or sixth in the world hunt and fifth or sixth in the nationals. I guess that's a little bit, bit of a big lick. That's a big lick. Yeah, she was good. She was a good one. That was Snatch one that you get tied for a truck with, or did you get yeah, second? Yeah, got second with Snatch. But you didn't win nothing though, did you? Other than the no, second uh, place. No, Randy, you Randy, did you caught hunted her in that in that truck hunt? Uh, we'd bought her the year before, and Randy, Randy's been friends with us forever too. Mm-hmm. He's a good outfit, and he's got great hunting. He lives in Delaware, Ohio. But uh, yeah, she got second. That's that little black and tan female. I think his name—I forget his last name. Stephen, I believe it was Gamble. It was a good little black and tan, and she won that dude right at the freaking end of the hunt. Let's let's set this up a little bit because I want to I want our listeners I want to understand it too. What did it take to get to the truck hunt then? Oh, How many trucks were truck hunts were there? Was there was one truck hunt, and you had to get the handle of the month, or the dog had to get 
No, it was a handler. Had to get handler of the month. Actually, there was two. Dog of the month and, and a handler. handler. Yeah, there was month. two. That's right. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, there, and they waited about <clears throat> four or five years, and then they get started giving top four. Mm-hmm. But back then, that was just like the second or third truck hunt they'd had. So there was only two back then. So yeah. you had to win, be the highest earning in the in the nation yeah. for that month. Yeah. Either the handler or the dog to get a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. And what did it take? Lay that out for us. Describe Usually, what that took. Oh, you spent three thousand trying to earn a thousand. <laughs> Going up and down the road, missed a lot of work. I, I had a pretty good job. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> I had a pretty good job running the heavy equipment, so I could. Kind of take off. <laughs> I remember going one time. I drove all the way to Nickens Club, and down in southern Tennessee, yeah, for a one-hour hunt through the week to get Molly a ticket. And that was the toughest, toughest ten-dollar cast I've <laughs> ever on. I'll tell you. <laughs> I drove, went, drove all the way down there and drew Nickens. Yeah, yeah, that was that was some tough hunting down there. So you're running up and down the road. Oh, get home, get home in time to take a shower and go to work. Come in and sleep a couple hours in the Come afternoon and, and do a couple it hours again. and go get in, go somewhere else, drive another three or four or five hours somewhere and try and get up. How'd you 60 do it? I mean, I used to be skinny. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be skinny and had a full head of hair. <laughs> I think you had a full head of hair when I drew you with Molly years I ago. I guarantee it, yeah. 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 I did too. Oh, man. <laughs> I, uh, I, believe it or not, I still got hair. When my daughter was born, she was born with cancer. And about eight or nine months into that, she uh, she lost all her hair. So I shaved mine. Yeah. Never grew it back. Yeah. Just kept it off. Yeah. That's pretty cool. We'll get off that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we better move on. Yeah. Yeah. So hunting, hunting snatch all those, all those, how long do you hunt her? Under so she was about uh, eight and sold to somebody in Tennessee. She went right back home pretty much. So you you were hunting snatch and then then Molly came along. Molly That's came along. Terry Shear. <laughs> Randy Gad had Yaya. He had the mother that let her pups. And he had we'd I'd went to a hunt at Liberty and I'd been hunting a little bit with Terry Shear up there, I already knew Terry. And I told Terry about this litter of whitey pups that are doing a raffle on one of them for $5. He said, well, give me a couple of tickets. So I bought him some. Well, Terry won freaking, Terry won Molly. Well, he took her home, and I think there was probably two or three, four months old back then. I'm not sure exactly sure how that went. He wait, called me. Wait a second. You, you bought raffle tickets for yeah, five, $5. Five bucks. And you bought two. I was. Probably three or four, probably twenty bucks worth. Probably. Oh, so you bought her for you got her for twenty bucks. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I didn't own her though. I bought the tickets for Terry. Yeah. So Terry, Terry, I got her up there. About two or three days later, Terry called Randy and bought Abby Littermate. He ended up getting three of the pups, I think. Let's see, Molly, Molly, Abby, and Trash. Yeah. Well, Jody Slusher got trash from Terry. After that, they started training. Coomley was about four months old. Little bitty fellas. And I, I watched Molly the whole time. But now she changed hands. Terry's cousin, uh, Matt Smith, had bought her. I think Jody even might have bought her at one time. But the whole time, it's all right there in a 20-mile circle. So right. I've got my eye on her the whole time. Yeah. 
And then Terry ends up, she gets to be about 13, 14 months old, I think. Terry got her spring classic. I believe they hunted that off. It was a pup derby, and he won that. And now she's got a pup ticket, you know, and, and Snatch is getting up in years. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think I got in that night in the open hunt with Snatch. And I told Alan Wilson, I said, we need to get the dog. You know, you, you know, I, huh, what do you want for her? <laughs> <laughs> so I called Terry, and we worked out a deal and got her bought. And, man, it just, like, taken off like a rocket ship. Did you, had you hunt with her quite oh, a bit? Oh, I'd hunt with her. Yeah, I seen her. I went up there hunting when they were five and a half months old. I think Molly and Abby, Terry had both of them. And we turned them loose. It was, well, I can tell you they were born in April. And it was December, and there was snow on the ground. So they were, I think it was November, whatever it was. They were six, five or six months old. We turned both of them loose, and they got in there and got split tree. He said, let's go get a beer. He said, so they're, just, they're just puppies. He goes, they'll be there. So we went into town and got a beer and came back, and them two sitting in there still treating. We went in there, and they both had coon. Shot them out. And I believe the next dump, them two went in there and fought like lions. They treated on a tree together. And I mean, and Molly and Abby were both. Molly was smaller. Molly was about 32 pounds. Abby might have been 35. But you'd never heard two females fight on a tree. Gosh. I knew when she was that old. I had to have that one. I had to have one of those, too. But uh, I think, let's see. Matt, Terry's cousin had her. Thank you. Jody had her, and then Terry ended up with her, back with her. And then we bought her when she had a pup ticket, and it just it took off. How would she have been she, at that point? When we had her, when we bought her, she was two. Spring Classic, I think, then was in March or April. She just turned two. Just turned two. Uh-huh. I think I won a national female that year. Uh-huh. I believe it is. I think what, I did. What kind of dog was she? Everybody's kind of dog. <laughs> She's, you could turn her loose from a mile from the woods, or you could turn her loose in the woods. She's gonna get, she was going to get struck for 100, and she had the weirdest mouth. It sounded like a, just a shrill. When she'd come on a tree, you could treat her. She's a one-bark tree dog, and yeah. she was going to stay. We had to work on it a little bit. But uh, Did you ever hunt with her, Bo? Yeah, I hunted with her several times. What did you think about her? Loved her and hated her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody. Hey, hated drawing her. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. She, if you treat one, if you was in a cast going to treat one coon more times than not, she was going to treat it. If you was in a cast treeing multiple coons, she was treeing most of them. Yeah. She was just, and couldn't get struck on her. No. If you got, you, if you could get struck on her, you couldn't get struck on Chris. That's <laughs> it right there. That's it. They was the perfect team. That's yeah. a fact. That's I'll tell you what, I was hunting a pretty good strike dog when I drew her, and, and uh, I was kind of amazed. I was like, I'm not going to get striked tonight. She's going to carry it. And and uh, she was just action-packed. Always. That's what he's talking about. If, <clears throat> if you're going to treat one coon, she was probably going to treat it. But now, if you treat seven, eight, nine coon, she was going to get all of hers and some of hers too. Well, the night I drew her, we were at St. Leon. Yeah. And uh, it was summer, and there was a lot of leaves on the trees. We went up there. Uh, we went over there uh, west of the club over in those flats. Yeah. You know, oh, that, she loved that stuff. Oh, I know. Yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> she loved that you, stuff. you lit up. Yeah. And, and, and uh, she'd already won two trucks by that time, and you were still hunting her. Oh, I hunted her until she died. Yeah. But. Uh, 
turn her loose, a lot of leaves on the trees. We made a lot of trees that yeah. night. Yeah. And we found a few of the coons. Right. But uh, yeah, we'll get into we'll get into the handling side of it here in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tell me about tell me about uh, when when did she, tell us about her first truck she won. First truck she won. Yeah, the year uh, she the first truck she won. I don't remember too well. Are you still uh, driving it? No, I sold that. <laughs> let, let me tell you something about that. That was a Dodge. And I, I'm sorry for all these Dodge fans, but I'm going to tell you right. We left the, the casino in that Dodge. I didn't go four miles down the highway, and the front end started hopping around. I pulled that sucker over and stopped, and I looked at it, and nothing broke loose. There's nothing wrong with it. I got back up to about 65. We ain't 10 miles, it starts doing it again. I pull, and Alan's following me. I pulled out saying, no, I, I said, dude, we're selling this thing. He said, we told about I said, Alan, this thing, the front end's already messed up on it. He's, and it only had 12, 15 miles on it. Yeah. I mean, it didn't have no miles on it. And before I got to the Tennessee line, I'd already had that truck sold. I'd deliver it to my <laughs> boss. <laughs> but not to give him, to give it credit. Took you three days, took you three days to get back yeah. with it. He drove that sucker <laughs> for about 10 years. And, it, and he never had trouble out of it. But I'm going to tell you right now. For the first 15 miles, that thing was hopping all over the road. The front it was bouncing. I thought, what in the world? I want a, Dan a Sanford and Son truck here. That's what I had. On the way back from Mississippi, you're on the phone. It's like, have I got a deal for you? You better believe it. You better believe it. I'm telling you, before I hit Tennessee line, I'd sold that truck. It wasn't staying in my driveway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What year What year you think that was? That was so. Uh, 2000. Then I want to. I, I, I got it. I got down there and got beat. 2001. Then I won that 2002 Ford. That's pretty good truck. I put about 300. So you took a year. Took a year off. No, I I actually got a truck ticket, but I just got beat. 2000. But I mean, in 2001, you, missed, year. you yep. missed, missed it in 2001. Yep. Did you? What happened that year? I got an early round win, I believe. And got beat the late round. Gotcha. I, I couldn't tell you who, who beat me, but I got beat. Yeah. It's funny how you remember the people you beat, but you can't remember the ones that beat you. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody, I got beat. I don't know. I've, I've, I've been beat so much. I, it's hard for me to keep track of it. I, 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 I remember the memorable ones, that's for sure. I have to. Yeah. And then 2002, she comes back and she wins another one. Uh -huh. And at that point, she was, what, four years old? She just turned four-year-old? Yeah. And how much she'd win by then? Uh, it was about 60000 I think, yeah. The two trucks would have been sixty, wouldn't it? Have Fifty. It was twenty-five feet, yeah. 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 And then by that time, she had done one national leading female, too, uh -huh. right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember the one year. The I believe it was the year that we was hunting against Ronnie Smith hunting stone for the, the national race. We got up to take a picture, and they had so many plaques that they couldn't get them all in a picture, so they took two pictures and they kind of faded them in there to where they'd all fit in there. From not the plaques, but the, the photography deal, mm -hmm. where they'd put national female leader, state leader, state champion, all that stuff. There was like seven of them. She won the heck out of it. Yeah. Did yeah. good. That's no, that's no small feat either. Because I mean, no. you're running, you're, you're from Ohio, you're running Indiana, you're running Kentucky, all you're going to all these hunts. And this is when a national race, you got to go everywhere. Yeah, but to oh, think we went about to Oklahoma the, that year. Think about the competition just oh. right here, local Indiana. I think Indiana has the most 
world champions on record. Uh, then Ohio is next, and then Kentucky's right behind them. So right where you're at, you've got to be packing. Oh, it's still, yeah. Well, I grew up junior in Doug Jackson. They <laughs> ended up 20, 20 miles from me. Heck, yeah. I grew up with them guys, yeah. I learned how to handle it. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> yeah. You learned it $10 at a time. Yes, I did. I, I spent about $100,000 getting my lesson by the time I was 30. <laughs> she went on to win. She was what I always said it earlier, 111? 111 or 12. 111 something, yeah. And and what year did she accomplish that? What year did she actually get to the high school in female? Because you added to it after she Yeah, was, I did a little bit. It was uh, at the – I was in Illinois – the old Sesser Club. It was the last hunt. No, I'm taking that back. I'm wrong. Our state hunt. She was about six or seven years old. Our state hunt was in March, and it was blue, cold. And uh, Stone, I was only about, I'm going to say less than $1,000 behind Stone. Or not Stone, Cracker. And... Uh, We turned loose. I don't. I think she made the only tree in the late round, and she had an early litter of kittens. We could look down in the in the tree, and you could see the kittens, and that that put me ahead of a silver dollar cracker. Mm. She's got either two hundred ninety nine or three hundred cash wins in PKC alone. That's, That's just amazing. PKC. Yeah, and I want some money. I want want a bunch in AKC, and she's probably got four hundred or so, maybe five hundred cash wins. All together. Yeah. Did you ever keep track of, like, a lifetime earnings and all no, uh-huh. everything? Yeah, buy one collars and dog boxes and all right. kinds of stuff. That's back when that was fun. <laughs> well, of course, if you win $100,000 now in one hunt, that's pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. wouldn't be bad. Yeah. I remember drawing him when he was probably, I don't know, 13 or 14, somewhere around in there. And I think it was at Owensville. Now, I'm not going to mention any name, but I've been doing quite a bit of winning, and this sucker's about to beat us. And we go in there to shine his tree. I don't think he was hunting your old, your dad's. Dozer dog. Those, yeah, I believe it was. And these two goofballs don't want to shine that tree. If he's got a coon, he wins the cast. <laughs> I don't know if we found a coon or not, but I got ticked off and told him, I said, guys, if you don't shine his tree, don't expect me to turn my light on the rest of the night. I don't care if you tree went up the telephone, but my light's not going up in that tree. And them lights started hitting that tree. <laughs> I don't remember if he had a coon or not, but I don't remember either. But I remember the night we was at, we were, we was at Owensville. I think it was Owensville, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they started shining. I tried. They probably wouldn't have said if I found it or not, but I remember. I remember that. Well, how did you get you? You guys bred her one time. That's why I bought. I, people don't know this. I actually bought Molly. She was mine when she died. I bought her when she was about eight and a half. I bought her off Larry, two breeder. And I had a ton of pups sold out over if I could get her bread. She only come in once a year. Larry who? Cause Weaver. Okay. Larry Weaver. Yeah. And uh, Alan Wilson had owned her up till she was probably six or seven, and he sold her to Larry Weaver. Mm-hmm. And then when Larry got done with her, I bought her. And then I had her about seven months, and she had a lump come up on her side, took her to the vet, and she had to eat up with cancer. So I never, I only owned her about. I don't know, seven, eight months before I'd have her put to sleep. And then, uh, you know, I've had her since she was two. She'd never left my house since she was two. 
Yeah. I mean, I didn't own a hair on her until she about dead. But So you're just hunting her? I'm just hunting her. I paid a fortune for her when she was about dead. <laughs> <laughs> but Larry, to give credit, Larry, he had no idea. Right. She was at my house. Yeah. Yeah. And who did you guys breed her to? Silver Dollar Stone. That was the year we run that national race against yeah. each other. Yeah. How'd those pups turn out? They were good ones. Yeah. They were all, a lot of people didn't realize I had the only male pup out of that cross, and he was a for real dog. He was a good one. I named him Jake after uh, Daryl Newton's boy, Jacob. But people don't realize we bred her when she was two and a half. Well, I never stopped hunting her, so I couldn't run him in the hunts. And people kept saying he didn't turn out. He didn't. I guarantee you he was a coon dog, a yeah. good one. But uh, I couldn't run two dogs in the hunt, so no. he, just, he was just my pleasure dog around the house. But he was they all turned out pretty good. Alan had one. Steve Fielder bought one. They just <laughs> Alan knocked a big eight by eight wooden block off the top of the doghouse and knocked one in the head and oh. killed it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah, and he had them all sold. Hmm. But uh, they all turned out pretty good. I think one went to New York. Freddie Guerin, is that his name? It was up in New York. I don't know. He had a pretty good one. Old female turned out real nice. Do you know where pup earnings are? Yeah, you no idea. I like to do what we did tonight. Go out and treat coons. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't keep track of that stuff. Yeah. I have no idea. Well how much you know, when you're running hunts like that and you, you know what you got and you're trying to you're trying to keep Molly out front and you're trying to catch the leader, you know, how much stress does that put on you? Oh a million times stress. Drove me nuts, especially going through that crap with my daughter. I was in Paducah, Kentucky at a pro hunt. And my wife called me. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, Bailey's blood counts low. I'll turn around. I was in Paducah. We were going to a pro hunt. I'll turn around. I'll head home. And we're talking a six-hour drive. Right. Don't you dare. And that was, I've done one a couple pro hunts. Don't you dare turn around. I just want to let you know just to ease your mind. Well, that didn't help me a bit. Right. That drove me nuts. I got beat. Probably my fault. I don't know. But I drove straight home. Just After the hunt. Yeah. 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 <coughs> yeah. But just trying to work, and I, I don't think, I guess what I'm trying to do is is talk to the people that aren't familiar. Oh, you know, we, We've all been doing it. We know, I mean, I've been around guys like you. I've never ran for that, you know, that like that uh, up and down the roads like you guys have. you got to have, a, when Mike Neal Creasy just said it, you got to have a good woman, a good dog. You also have to have a good job. Well, nowadays, they're, start, they're paying the handlers are good, but I had a pretty good job. Yeah. So. Got to be about half crazy, too. You, got, you definitely got to do that. <laughs> a lot of alone time in the truck. A lot, a lot of alone time in the truck. Yeah. And some dogs can't take all them hunts. Some dogs are, you know, they're on their high for two or three years, and they're just, they can't take it. What do you think? Is, did Molly seem to travel? She good? was compa- Oh yeah, she rode in the front seat. She <laughs> she rode in the front seat. Yeah. But now if we went to you know oh, the local club midway or something, she's in the dog box. But if I traveled, you know, for a long, I didn't want her beat to death in the back of that box. Mm-hmm. She rode in the front seat. Hell, she won the truck. I'll I'll put her in there. <laughs> Were you the first person to put her in the truck with you? Yeah. I actually yeah. was, yeah. Yeah, and then after that, everybody happened, put them in the front. Yeah, everybody put them in the front with <laughs> yeah. them and got their picture. Funny thing. you said that. It became was. iconic because yeah. I remember when you did it. Yeah, that was, was that like, red Dodge. It wasn't worth a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it was her truck. <laughs> <laughs> 
what have you seen? What have you seen that's changed since since those days when you were running, you know, up and down the road trying to get I've, that national? I've seen a lot of everybody. I mean, Bub talked about it. We all talked about this tonight. Everybody's shocking these dogs to be alone and deep, alone and deep. And I get that. But I'm my dog's pretty independent. I'm still going to be alone and deep. But now if he ain't doing nothing, I want some of yours. Mm-hmm. But people don't want that no more. I don't care. I'll take 50 years plus 200 of mine over here. Yeah. We don't do nothing else the rest of the night. I'm going to get some of it. Yeah. Two coons is hard to beat, you ain't it? You ain't kidding me. <laughs> right. But that everybody wants that deep and long. Tank will trim 10 feet from a truck. Tonight. Yes, you did. And that sucker <laughs> sounded good in there. She did sound good. I didn't realize what a good tree dog she was until I heard her in there. Yeah. But, yeah, he'll trim, you know, 10 feet from a truck or go a mile. I'd rather have him 10 feet from a truck, obviously, but I'll take what I can get. Yeah. Close and handy's pretty nice. Isn't oh, <laughs> shoot, yeah. But, Boy. yeah, that's that deep and alone, I've seen that. That has come full, and it's all electronics. Yeah. Shocking and beating. And you think you think it's more electronics, or you think we're breeding it into Oh, we're definitely breeding it into them, but, I mean, they're still dogs at the end of the day. Uh-huh. They're, they're a pack animal. But <laughs> most of them are half so you, afraid to even get close to a dog. So you think it's a combination of I genetics? I think it's a combination. We're yeah. getting there. We're moving that oh, direction. Yeah. But, but to put the final touches on it, Bub, you train a lot of dogs. What do you think? I'm, as much of it is the training as it is with the genetics. And I think a lot of the dogs, you're, the amount of dogs you're seeing that's getting hit nowadays on the roads is more so the handler and the training as far as with pushing them away from other dogs, training them to be away from Instead of having coon training on their mind, they're more so worried about getting away from other dogs first. Yeah. Then they get coon training on their mind once, they, once they're far enough away from the mother dogs. Well, well, considering how many people you talk to, and you know, you're, you sell, you sell a lot of good dogs. You know, how many people that call you are looking, still looking for that deep and lonely, independent, coon trained dog? All of them? No, I ain't gonna say all of them. A lot of them, and really, it comes down to competition hunters versus pleasure hunters. Uh huh. The competition hunters, more so, they want the deep and lonely. Pleasure hunters, and a lot of it comes down to where they're from. If they're from areas that's not got a heavy coon population, they they'd be a lot. They're a lot happier with a dog that will pack some. Maybe they hunt feeder buckets. Maybe uh, they they want all they can get on that feed that one coon on that feeder bucket. Yeah. But the guys that's running hunts all over the country, they more so want a deep and lonely type of dog. Mm-hmm. Preferably a high end strike dog that's deep and lonely. Yeah. Do you think that's coming? Are you, are you having to work harder to, to make dogs deep and lonely than what you used to? Uh, or, have you, or has it been kind of a phenomenon your entire hunting career? Uh, more so now, I guess, as far as more people wanting it, training it a little bit more, but at the same time you're seeing a more natural, the more natural deep That's and lonely type looking. of dog, That's I guess. And, but right back to it, the type of hunting that they're going to, the type of hunting that you're in is deep and lonely work you know you think about that was was molly naturally independent i don't remember yeah, yeah she was but now if she wasn't doing that she's going to get some of yours yeah a lot of yours right <laughs> but now we're seeing dogs that, that just won't even look you know no. they hear something treat over here they're going this way Dead yep. opposite and, way and to think that we've come from that you know back in the 80s early 90s 
to where we're at now where oh. we're getting more natural independent dogs yeah. that says a lot for the power of breeding and how you can how you can manipulate those genetics to do that i've never whipped that dog out there one time he's he is naturally independent mm -hmm. but now that's the way jazz is yeah. jazz, jazz is she just doesn't she's a weirdo she doesn't like <laughs> other dogs i was really surprised she was with with well, your dogs. they run that. They jammed that one up. And she didn't like being there. You heard her when we were walking in there. She's like, woo, <laughs> You know, bellied up. But she's like, I'm here. Don't touch me. You know, type <laughs> stuff. She didn't treat nothing on that tree with the mother dogs like she did when she was way through there oh, by she, herself. When she was by herself, yeah. she was clicking. Yeah. She was really treeing yeah, them. Yeah, she sounded good. Yeah, but when she's, she, and it's just, she prefers not to be there. And I, it's not because I've trained her to be that way. Yeah. But as you saw she will yeah. she will get get treated with other stuff too i just think it's amazing that that we've been able to take the genetics and do that with the dog whether it's right or wrong you know the whole study of it of being able to manipulate those genetics for those traits but you take somebody like this one right here, like uh, he's common sense is 90 percent of it and he's he's done so good with these dogs it's unreal he's probably one of the best all right. It's all it takes is common sense. He's sitting here shaking his head, and we <laughs> it, both know what it is. It's common sense, man. Yeah. It's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, bud, there's no, there's no mistake in it. I mean, anybody that can post a video of a dog on Facebook and 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 it's sold before you can even call about it, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. I was watching that English dog you had, and I was like, all right, I'm going to watch yeah, this dog. Yeah, that's a good-looking rascal, yeah, too. Yeah, he... Because that tricolor English, I'm a sucker for it anyway. And you know me, I like hunting the off-colored stuff anyway. And I was watching it, watching it, watching it. And then, like, he's gone. I was like, crap. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's why, that's why I posted that next one when he, I said, hey, tell me he's for sale without saying he's for sale yeah. on Facebook. <laughs> and Bub says, if he's posted on Facebook, he can have a new address. Yeah, so I see that. Now I know the rules, okay? <laughs> Find another one. Find another <laughs> off-colored dog. I'm looking. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm going to have to hunt Noel Allen down. He's got a bunch of them <laughs> over here, but he's all females. So, so, but the other thing I was going to ask you about, with so many hunts now and so many big-time payouts, is it easier for somebody? Have we, have we, have we cheapened the title of that all no, the money? No, God, no. No. Why not? You did it running ten and fifteen dollar hunts. Yeah, but still, when you got, when you just like Engel, when you're hunting for a hundred thousand dollars, you still got to go through that whole stage of beating. It. And you're not hunting against ten dollar dogs. Best when you're of paying the best. Four, yeah, <laughs> when you're paying four thousand dollar entry fee, you're you're beating the best of the best. You're not going to draw a call out there. Yeah, dog and handler. Yeah, that's yeah. that's something that's always talked about. It's always talked about. It's like, well, you know, back in the day we. We did this on ten and fifteen dollar hunts, and these guys aren't earning it like we did back in the yeah, day. Yeah, but back in the day, ten dollars was ten dollars. You're talking twenty five hundred dollar entry or four thousand dollar entry. They're not going to. You're not going to spend four thousand dollar entry with something that might trick coon. You're drawing the best of the best. And back then, people, you know, oh, yeah, guys like I'm me, saying. I was showing up with mountain curs. Well, I you showed know. up with a possum dog and, and won my first trophy for ten dollars. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good perspective. I, yeah. I what, what's ten bucks? Yeah. Well, that, I never, I never really kind of put all that together. But you, I think you just solved the mystery there, Chris. Man, I don't know about solving a mystery. But well, I mean, you're bit, right though. I mean, yeah. if you're going to pay a sixty-five hundred dollar entry fee for Pro uh, Classic, absolutely, you're not going to show up with something that you're that not. That might tree. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's going to be. It's going to. You better bring your A game if yeah. you plan on getting in the money. And you better have a decent handler. Yeah. I, no, you better have a good handler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear people talk about the dogs sixty, seventy, eight. It's fifty-fifty. Do you think? You, yeah, that handler's got to know the rules. And I ran into it this year at the World Hunt. I'm not going to get into it, but if you don't know the rules, you're going to get you're going to get schooled. Well, let me tell you about the schooling you gave me. <laughs> <laughs> I do not recall. <laughs> so we're hunting. The, so tonight we drew up, a, and I remember this. You say you don't, you didn't remember the people who got beat. I remember getting beat by you because I learned something. That <laughs> so I don't remember what the score was. I'm not, you know, I don't can't break it down from. But we were running neck and neck, yeah. and we cut loose down a fence row, and danger I think, zone. I think I might have even got a strike on you. I think probably cheated me. Maybe. <laughs> I probably pitched. I probably pitched. <laughs> Whatever it takes. <laughs> I had to. I don't know. But anyway, we were running neck and neck, and we knew we knew it was getting close. Yeah. You know, it was just. Somebody better tree. Yeah. And you're like, won't we step across this ditch so we can hear a little better? And uh said, so if you find a good spot there, you just go ahead and step down in there, and I'll, I'll follow you across. Well, I'm, da- I'm down in the ditch, <laughs> and I hear you tree Molly up on the hi- on the bank. And I'm like, what'd you say? He said, tree molly. And I couldn't hear a thing down in that ditch. I could. Stepped up. <laughs> that was the best $10 lesson I ever I'm got. It's like, I should have just said, I can hear fine from right here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's true. Yep. And that's what I said earlier. I've spent $100,000 getting them $10 <laughs> lessons. I'm telling you. But it takes that to, to compete at that level. Yeah. At, at this level. Yeah. It really does. Are you still having fun? I'm having a blast uh, out here running around the lake and tree and coot. But, yeah, I, I have fun at the world hunting and in the bigger hunts. I am not going to argue anymore. I'm done with that. I'll take my ball and go home. Yeah. I'm too old to mess with that stuff anymore. But you're still having fun running hunts Oh, absolutely, and stuff. yeah. Shoot your arrow up and be doing it. Right. And my little boy loves it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. What do you, what you think it. keeps the fire going? I don't know, man. I played sports, you know, all through school. And I think if you're competitive, it's in you. Yeah. When we get too fat and, and old to play high school, high school sports, we got coon dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I still love it. What's your lifetime earnings? Oh, I have no idea. You don't know? I really don't know. Really? I'd probably a little over 100000 I would imagine. Yeah. Well, maybe more than that, I guess. I'd say probably 130000 at oh, least. Oh, I think that's probably more than that because I, I put – Probably 35 on snatch. Yeah. And then 111 on Molly, you said. Yeah, but I didn't so. get all that. Randy Randy put about three or 4,000 on her, Randy Ducat. Actually, tell Saunders put a couple hundred on her. When we was running for that national race, we had yeah. a tag team because some days I had to be at work. That That's important, too. When yes, you're, sir. When you're, that's like that year we ran country and got two. Yeah, ran the national race. It was a tag team deal. You got there to. were a couple couple days where I had to run to Northern Indiana and grab him, and oh, he yeah. came back south. And but Steve did most of it. Steve Burkholder. Yeah, you know he did most of that. But uh, yeah, you got to have a network. Oh, you bet you do. Yeah, you bet yeah. you do. But yeah, it's it's just one of those things. I mean, I see how much fun you have. I see you. I, I enjoy being around everybody. I, I enjoy. I'm it. telling you, every time I'm around you, it's just it's like a party around I, you all the I time. I like having fun. Lee yeah. Varner comes up here. I got a spot a little up north. I'm not going to say where it is, but he calls it Big Gothy because there's so many stinking coons up there. They're everywhere. 
and it is. It's it's a it's a blast. We need to go up there. We will. Yeah. Yeah. You I like had a blast it. coming over here and hunting. Yeah. I, it's fun. Yeah, it's funner when we. Wait a minute. I about messed up. I about to say it's funner when you train a lot of coon, but we did. We what we treat twelve fifteen tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> you know it, man. Yeah. yeah. Nobody else is here to call us live. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Well, Bub, you've always. What made you want me? What made you uh, want me to interview Chris? My book, he's the best. Oh, shit. He's. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> I've always thought the world of him. He's a. Uh, when he was on top, winning everything, he's always been the same. The. No matter what, he's he's been Chris. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, whether. Whoever it was he was hunting against, running whatever race, hey, he'd make a point to speak to every every person he's seen, every kid. He's brag on brag on everybody's dog. Uh, just always been a good guy. Yeah, as, as, that's what I remember with it. Yeah, just the one time I drew you, Chris, it was like here I am do, hunting with Molly. She's a all-time money leader. She'd heard one, two trucks, and you're out there saying, "Hey, your dog looked good on that coon." Your dog did this. Your what? dog, this is, you know, she's just a pretty common dog. Of course, you would game on me a little bit. But. Well, no, I don't, I really, I, I make it a point to do that. I, I remember when I was young and it makes, it makes young, not that you're younger than me, but it makes some guys feel oh, good. And absolutely. I appreciate that. Yeah. I do appreciate that. Yeah. I had they dog, did it to me. I hunted a dog named Slam for a long time that was a litter mate to Jerry Mall, Salt Creek Jenny female. Mm-hmm. Great big old dog. And Chris, every time he'd see me brag on him about how good a looking dog he was. He was a good looking dog. It tickled me to death because Chris Allen was bragging on him. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying he's a good looking dog and carrying on. I drew him a good bit and stuff like that and always looked forward to drawing him. And going out there, hey, you learn, if you didn't learn something out there with him or what, pick up on something out there with him. And if nothing else, you'd have a damn good time always with him. Yeah. Always a good time. Yeah. That's did did Jerry end up buying Sam back from you? No, it was uh, a dog named Slam, but no, Slam. Yes, yeah, okay, Slam. I, I misheard yeah. you. He had one named Sam. He had one named Sam. Then he had Socket. Yep. Yeah, yep. he had Socket and Sam there at the same time for a while. Yeah. Um, but Slam, he was a litter mate to Jenny. Okay. Uh, he was a real nice dog, though. Just kind of like what Chris was saying, wasn't a dead loner always. Be by himself more than enough, mm-hmm. but was going to be be under a coon if nothing was going yeah. on he'd get a part of yours yeah yeah what's the what's the funnest thing what's the what's the best memory you have of of running up and down the road chris meeting everybody meeting everybody mm-hmm. i've got more yeah i grew up right here but i swear i think i've got more friends in the coon out in the world and I, i'm not taking anything away. i've got a lot of friends here but you just meet so many people good people mm-hmm and I mean guys that won't say two words to you, you know, in public. These coon hunters, do you get some guys that don't see sunlight about two or three hours a day? They're just as good a people as anybody. And and I really, I appreciate some of them guys. <laughs> I don't know how to say it, you know. They've got your back, you know. If you treat them right, they'll go to their grave for you. Yeah. I mean, good, good country guys. We've always, we've, I've seen that a lot too, you know, when, when Jerry Maul's daughter was, mm-hmm. was sick, you know, and seeing those seeing coon hunters come together. Oh, you bet. What we do, at, you know, what we've done for the St. Jude Children's Hospital. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many millions of dollars we've, 
we've raised and donated to the hospital through that uh, Parsons, Tennessee hunt. Yeah. And, you know, there's causes like that going on everywhere. I've, I, I see guys at, you know, local coon club volunteering their time at the local, you know, children's hospital and yeah. stuff. Oh, absolutely. You know. We, so, do it, we still do it every year here at Dayton Children's, the Children's Miracle Network, because the Bailey was in it. Yep. Heck, they flew us to Florida. <laughs> you know, let me tell this little story quickly. They flew us to Florida, and, and you know, I ain't never been in a limousine fancy like that. <coughs> Excuse me. And there's a pond. They put each family in, in a real nice condo, and there's a pond all the way around this joint. And it is stocked with some of the biggest bass you've ever seen <laughs> in your life. Well, all the kids had to be in it dark. Bailey's in there watching Nickelodeon doing whatever. I I went to Walmart and bought me a Zebco 33, you know, $20. <laughs> hey, I hooked, I don't know how many big bass broke my line off the first night. The next day I went up there and I said, do you guys ever fish? I snuck out. It was dark. You know, coon hunter, you got to sneak in these ponds. <laughs> I didn't realize we were allowed to fish in there and I'm sneaking around. But anyway, next day I said, do you guys like, oh yeah, it's for all our guests. Are you kidding me? <laughs> They've got two of them in their stock that are over 14 pounds, and I'm looking at pictures of these fish. I'm, I'm going back to Walmart. They had poles there, but they were junk. So I bought every Zebco 33. I bought like 15 or 16 Zebco 33s and came back, bought all kinds of night crawlers, came back, and those kids caught more fish. Look here. I've hooked into one of these monsters. I mean, that poles. <laughs> and one of them little girls came, comes over. I want to reel it in. Can I reel it in? Can I reel it? I'm like, oh crap! Yeah, you sure can. And she reeled. She got it in. It was 14 pounds three ounces, and I had wow. to give her my fishing ball. <laughs> that broke my heart, but I had to do it. But yeah, that uh, you talking about St. Jude's? That's it's unreal what cooners, you know, round up to to take care of each other. Yeah, that's uh, that's part of the reason why we do the podcast is shed light on stuff like that. I think we're going to need that. You know, we need to, and this is the part that's difficult because coon hunters don't ever want recognition for it. You know, you yeah. take you take, you know, people from Hollywood and they or politicians and they like getting their picture taken, handing that check over and stuff. And coon hunters are just kind of more low key and they just don't do stuff. You I know. ain't going to lie to you. I'm a nervous wreck right now. I've turned down about six of these. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. I, I didn't want to do it. But I like you, and I enjoy you, and I know Bob. We've known each other forever. I agree to it. But, but, we, but we, we do those things, and, and we've got to start using it to our advantage. Oh, gosh. You know, and, and not not being flashy about it, no. but not being Just scared to put our name out public. there. And, but putting the good out there that yeah, we know. Yeah, we got to. We got to. Or we're gonna, you know, so... You got anything else? You got any closing thoughts? What would you, what words of wisdom can we get from Chris Allen tonight for, for coon hunters all across the world? I ain't got no words to go turn them loose. Go turn them loose. Go turn them loose. Have a good time. Have a good, have a good oh, yeah, I'll give you that one. Have a good time. I have a blast. I love yeah. having, I hate when it's controversy and everybody's just beating and shocking and stomping, even pleasure on you. I want to, I've been at this too long. I'm having fun. I don't care if we run a deer for 16 miles. If I can hear it, I well, want to hear. I need hear to it. hook you up with some plots, Damn. and that way, that way, you you know, you don't have any expectations. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they look do, good tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they do, yeah. Bub, you got any words of wisdom for us? I don't. Ed. I appreciate you 
setting this up or oh, you know yeah. I, I know you greased the skids here a little bit <laughs> i know you did <laughs> i was driving down the road one day and i was listening to your podcast there and and it, it i thought he needs to get chris on here <laughs> i messaged i messaged both chris both of you there and and worked on him <laughs> I, I enjoy hunting more than i do anything now i mean as far as i've enjoyed pleasure hunting i don't mind you know going to the world hunt and the bigger the bigger payout hunts but I enjoy pleasure hunting, just listening to the dogs and having fun, just like with you guys. That's I, right. I enjoy doing that. That's where I'm at. You yeah. know, I, I just I just enjoy traveling around and meeting good people and having a good time and, and being more laid back. And, yes. And, uh, I used to be pretty miserable to hunt with back in the day because oh, I was I know so serious was. about stuff. I know You know, and, and now I just show up and it's like, have a good time. Have a good time. It takes uh, it takes about one second to give it to give somebody a compliment on their dog. And I've always thought about that. Just give them a compliment. Yeah, that's so true. It costs you nothing. Nothing. It costs you nothing to be to mm-hmm. be nice. No. To be pleasant, to give a compliment, to, to encourage and people. people appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I I know I do. I still do. Oh, yeah. Right. 55 years old, I still do. Yeah. Yeah. Who don't like a compliment? How old? Yep. 41. Uh, I was wondering. <laughs> 41, 41. <laughs> and we treat how many coons? 18? 18, 18, 18 or 19. I, yeah. I forgot that last one. There was 19 to the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, Chris, Bub, I appreciate you guys putting up with me and taking me hunting tonight and, and sitting down and recording a podcast here in the Waffle House. Yes, by golly, right here in Springboro, Ohio. You better I, believe I it. I appreciate you guys coming up and doing this tonight. Oh, man, we're going to get together and hunt some more, that's for we're sure. We're going to have to go, go ben, Benghazi, as Lee Varner calls it. Let's do it. Yeah, rain them down, boys. Yeah, I'll yeah. Bring, I've got a couple young dogs that could use some raining down. So, well, well until next time, yes, I'm going to wrap it up. All right. Until next time. Work on your dogs. Work on yourself. (laughs) Yes, sir. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Houndsman XP podcast. If you did, share it. Share it with all your coon hunting friends, all your hound hunting friends. We're on a mission to preserve this lifestyle that we all enjoy so much. And it's going to take a lot of conversation. It's going to take us talking about it and making it a mainstream conversation. When I was a kid, It wasn't unusual to go to family functions, church functions, things like that, and hear the old timers sitting around talking about chasing hounds at dark. And we've lost that somewhere, but we're gaining ground back. Another way that you can help us is by joining us on Patreon. Patreon is a platform that you can join on a monthly subscription basis and support this show. And I'm not asking you to go over there and support us just to put money in the coffers. Yes, it takes money to produce a show, but we also partner with the Sportsman's Alliance. And when you join us at that highest tier level, that truck to tree dog, for your support, we're going to include a membership to the Sportsman's Alliance. They put out a quarterly magazine. They're going to send you a a knife set. Just that, that membership alone is worth almost $70. So... At $12 a month, $144 a year, doing some quick math, almost half of that's going to be recouped by you when you support this show that wants to preserve our lifestyle as houndsmen. It's important to us. I hope it's important to you. Join several other houndsmen that have already stepped up and said, we're done talking. We're going to get in the action here, and we're going to join forces with a great organization like Sportsman's Alliance and get that done. You can join us on Patreon by going to houndsmanxp.com, click the support tab, 
It'll take you right into our Patreon page. And you're going to get that membership to Sportsman's Alliance. You're going to see all kinds of bonus material over there, tailgate talks, articles, special interview. It's called bonus material. We're going to throw it all out there for you. Plus, we do monthly drawings every month, valued up to $100. Semi-annual drawings, up to $500. And uh, an annual drawing that's worth up to $1,000. So join us on Patreon. We only have one mission at Houndsman XP, and that's to save it, save our lifestyle. The Antis are working hard to take it away from us, and we're going to work harder to keep it going. So join us. It'd be an honor to have you.